I just want to say thank you to all of my fans for all of your love and support over the last few days. I don't take any of this for granted. I feel like the luckiest girl in the world and I'm so grateful for all of your support. And I can't wait to put the show together and have a moment with each and every one of you on the stage to celebrate the last four decades. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. listening to Time to Talk. You don't think I'm overexposed, do you? (laughs) Welcome to Time to Talk Australia. It is an exciting time, isn't it? Madonna is about to kick off the first greatest hits tour of her career. Renowned for staying away from the hits. In fact, criticised from the girly show onwards, I remember by casual fans who come away from her shows saying, you know what, she never does her hits. And when she does, she completely mashes them up. Will she mash the songs up? Be interesting to see if she decides to, you know, do what she did recently with Material Girl and Hung Up and Frozen. Will she be doing that? Or will Madonna finally relent and do these tracks in their original glory? maybe wearing the original costumes because I have seen a rumor or in fact I think she started it herself when she put out a picture of that unbelievable costume she wore when she sang Express Yourself the opening number of the Blonde Ambition Tour. This is going to be amazing. So stand by. In this podcast, we're going to touch on Madonna's upcoming tour. We're going to talk, of course, all things Kylie what's been happening since the last time you and I spoke together so much and so much coming up as well and I'm annoyed as usual about some of those things Kylie part of the Illuminati really come on probably only one other singer in American pop has Janet Jackson's level of influence that's Madonna do you see yourself going head to head with Madonna it's it's dance music I'll say that which is very similar. I think, (laughs) how do I put this? I think what I do has class to it. I'll say that. But I did want to start with Madonna's celebration tour because it's coming up the 15th of July and I am so excited about it. It's not coming to Australia, at least hasn't been announced yet and as you know the way the world has gone now if an artist is coming to your country they'll sell you the tickets two and a half years beforehand so if she was coming i think we would know about it by now she's often bemoaned how much it costs as well to come to oceania um, places like bangkok and new zealand and australia and even when you do get to australia it's true There is a lot of travel between the capital cities. It's not a hop, skip and a jump like it is in Europe. What I've noticed about this tour is that uh, she's very cleverly kept things under wraps. Have you noticed that too? If we're going to be honest, we don't even know if 
Nikki and Donna, her famous backup dancers, are coming back for this. We're doing a greatest hits, we're revisiting the very best of of her music and probably her live performances over the years. How fantastic would it be to have them back? What about some of the old dancers too? If it wasn't for that frivolous little lawsuit that happened after Truth or Dare, who knows, maybe we would have seen people like Kevin and um, his crew coming back. And if there's one thing Madonna has always been, it's the queen of referencing. So with the celebration tour, I expect super fans are going to be in their element. It'll be a show for the masses and they'll be hearing the hits that they know. But the super fans, I think, are going to be catching so many references. In fact, I think it's going to be chock-a-block. I think she's going to go to town when it comes to her career. Uh, and the super fans are going to be delighted. You'll have to have an eagle eye. What do they call them? Easter eggs. There'll be an Easter egg a minute in this show, that's for sure. Now, it kicks off on the 15th of July in Canada. Now, there are reports that Madonna wants to get arrested during this tour. Uh, well, we know about the one on the Blonde Ambition tour, right? Where they threatened, I think it was Canada again, wasn't it? Where they said that they were going to hop up on stage, the police, and arrest her if she masturbated or simulated masturbation in public. And if you don't know about that chapter of Madonna's career, I strongly encourage you to go and watch the Like a Virgin performance from the Blonde Ambition Tour. Incredible. But this time she is determined, according to reports, I haven't heard it from Madonna herself, that she wants to be arrested. And this time apparently by putting drag queens on the stage in territories where that is absolutely forbidden. Look, if Madonna wants to get arrested while she's on stage, it'll be a lot simpler to simply add Jimmy Jimmy to the set list, possibly play some clips from Shanghai Surprise. There are very easy ways to get arrested, Madonna. Put your mind to it. What do you want to see on that greatest hits set list? We all know that there are going to be some obvious ones there. There's going to be Vogue, Like a Prayer, Express Yourself. There might even be some erotica. Probably, definitely, Like a Virgin. It's also rumoured that she's going to be updating a few of her tracks to reflect who she is today. Dress You Up in Diapers is rumoured to close Act 1. And it's also very likely that there's going to be a hugely heartfelt version of what it feels like for a girl with no knee cartilage. You're often compared to Madonna. Have you two ever um, had a mind meld or a, or a conversation? Because that conversation, you know, that comparison always comes up have you two ever yeah. gone deep with each other no we we haven't there's there's one hilarious picture from the met ball uh maybe five years ago or so where i i went to say hello to her and we had a brief chat and the photographer got one picture but i don't he probably didn't know who i was and i think it's her <laughs> boyfriend at the time or a friend is just blocking me out so the fans are going nuts like this is the one moment we could see them together and it was completely missed um but I would of course I'd love to you know I've long said that it'd be great to do something with Madonna I was 15 14 15 dancing around my bedroom in Melbourne Australia and she was like this 
you know, like a rocket ship. She was right. she's awesome and Right. Yeah, but now, that but what, that has not happened. Right, that has not happened. Okay, so what's been happening in the land of Kylie? There's a lady by the name of Joe Ellison who writes for the Financial Times and she's written this rather irritating piece about Kylie and the key to pop immortality. Now, let me go on a bit of a rant and then I'll talk to you about that article. Have you noticed that the media have really latched onto this concept of this being Kylie's renaissance? It's interesting, isn't it? Don't get me wrong, I'm the first person in the world who thinks that is fantastic, but it's a bit of a fake narrative. If you actually look at the success of Padam Padam, yes, it has been successful, absolutely. But I think the general public would be getting the sense that this is a much, much bigger hit than it actually is if they are to read these headlines. If you're a super fan like me, you're loving the headlines and you're sharing them on social media and going, thumbs up, Kylie's renaissance, Kylie's reborn, Kylie's biggest hit since 2012. Number one, number one, number one. But you and I know better. There actually aren't those sorts of figures happening. Yeah, it's it's doing well, but nowhere near the scale that the headlines sort of imply, right? Let's be really honest. Padam Padam's still got a long way to go, I think. It's one of those... Um, can't call it a slow burner because it's a very immediate song, but it's one of those that probably still hasn't come to the attention of a lot of people. And that's exciting because the potential out there is huge. In fact, Jonas Santos, who is a super fan and shares a lot on social media, has shared a really interesting statistic only today about Padam Badam on Spotify saying that in week one, it had about 4 million streams. In week two, it did almost the same. So that's pretty cool because Kylie's infamous for having a huge first week and then massive crumble in week two. That's because of the strength of her fan base lapping up everything she does as soon as it comes out. But here on the 15th day, according to our fan Jonas Santos, 630,000 streams on its 15th day of release, which is its biggest day since it was released. So that underpins that point that it's still got probably a lot of life left in it. Now, let me return to that article by Joe Ellison that I was telling you about from the Financial Times. And the headline is Kylie and the Key to Pop Immortality. Let me just read you a few things of what she said. In amongst the article, she writes, In ignoring the relentless quest for relevance, Kylie finds herself on trend. She doesn't swing between genres or searching for folksy collaborations. She just gets in and grabs the tunes. In some sense, Kylie, the pop star, is the perfect cipher, a genre contained in one pint-sized human being. Little is known of the real Kylie. She's never played with the artistic female tropes of girlfriend, mother, wife. If anything, she's become more artificial. She's more vocoder-tuned and plastinated, and as her career matures, she's becoming ever more unreal. And good for her. Quite frankly, I love plastinated Kylie. 
It's a great guise for someone who wants to turn out a hit record every decade and then return to relative obscurity. I mean, wow, have you ever heard so many things wrong in one article? Even though the article is meant to be complimentary, Kylie doesn't cross genres. Wrong. No collaborations. Wrong. Little is known about Kylie. Wrong. Never been portrayed as the girlfriend. Wrong. Vocoder-tuned voice. Wrong. Unhuman and plastic. Wrong. Only churns out one hit every 10 years. Wrong. Best this journalist go back to primary school. Or possibly the general public just see Kylie as part of the Illuminati. Or an Illuminati puppet. Have you seen those headlines over the past fortnight? Bloody stupid. I know they're meant to be a bit of tongue-in-cheek. But gee, the media... They're doing really well by her, but to be honest, even the great stories over the past fortnight, a bunch of BS. Have you seen how many times the newspapers have said that Padam Padam was inspired by Edith Piaf? One journalist wrote that, I think it was in the Daily Mail, and they've just followed it. The rest of them read it and go, oh, was it? Oh, that's good. It's not true. No more than tears for fears were inspired by Johnny O'Keefe when they wrote Shout. It's just the same name, my friends. But one journalist writes it and they've all picked it up. This conspiracy theorist one is fascinating because a handful of people on social media have pointed out a few theories and the symbolism of the Tension album cover and, of course, the red costume from Padam Padam. And they've made that link between Kylie and the Illuminati. Now, look, they do that all the time. Illuminati conspiracy theorists. There's barely a single celebrity in the world they don't think is part of the Illuminati. But the media lap it up, don't they? They take a few comments on social media and then they say that she's been linked to the Illuminati. Again, not true. Just because five people said it doesn't make it true. But anyway, it's fun to read. One of the articles says... The album cover shows the 55-year-old holding a diamond up to one of her eyes, a pose that many conspiracy theorists believe is associated with the Illuminati. This newspaper says that one person on Twitter wrote, I loved Kylie Minogue, I made excuses for her, but her latest album is in-your-face Illuminati symbolism from one eye cover to dancing in devil red on the debris of western civilization of the padam padam video looking back it was there from the start even on i should be so lucky maybe kylie can do a madonna and include a song about illuminati on a future album okay we need to talk about the new song that is out there no it's not single number two it's the duet jake shears has dropped his new album I think it's called Last Man Standing. I've been listening to it. Well, yeah, it's fun. It's relentless. Uh, I haven't quite hooked into it yet, but I do love Voices, which is the track that features Kylie Minogue. Jake 
and Kylie have been collaborating for decades um, and Jake has been writing for Kylie for decades. They've done so much great work together. Jake is a really lovely, lovely man uh, by all accounts. They're great friends. He said, and I had to think about this, that this was the first time they've just been able to duet alone. Without, you know, when you think of the other boys do, there was other artists involved in that. When they did Any Which Way, there was, I think that was a collaboration um, with the Scissor Sisters more than Jake himself. But I think Jake might be pushing it to call this a duet. Really? Have you heard it? What do you think of Voices? It took me a little while to plug into this one, I must admit. The first listen... Uh, look, I was probably disappointed with the first listen because I was waiting to hear a lot more Kylie. Let's be honest. We probably all were, right? Once I made peace with her role in on the track, then I'm able to appreciate it. The production is lush, unbelievable. It's so beautifully produced. And it, it's, a, it's a good song. I'd certainly put it in a playlist. Uh, it's not one that I'd have on repeat by itself, but it's certainly one I'd put in a playlist and Kylie's voice on it is is beautiful. It really is. I can't quite make out what she's saying. I think she's saying calling you to action. Can somebody let, leave me a comment and let me know if I've got those lyrics right? They're not coming up on Spotify, so I can't check. Not to mention the fact that, have you noticed Spotify get lyrics wrong? They must have some damn computer working it all out. So please let me know what is Kylie's actually singing on this track? Do you like the track? Is it one that you'd put on repeat? Could it have been put on the Tension album if you've heard all those leaked samples like I have? Does it fit the theme of Tension? So the last time we spoke, Kylie was about to perform on American Idol for the first time, the Padam Padam performance. And it was going to be huge viewing figures and we were so excited. What did you make of the performance? Come on, be honest. You liked it? but it wasn't what you thought, right? I had in my mind something epic. I had like, can't get you out of my head, Blue Monday at the Brit Awards. I had that scale in my mind, and this was not that. This was literally an appearance, and look, it was clever, no question about it, because in the United States, you constantly need to remind people who she is and what she's famous for. You wanted people to watch it to go, oh, yeah, that song. So I get the strategy here. The strategy was for people to actually go to their streaming service, look up Can't Get You Out of My Head, which would then link them to Badam Badam. So it was a great strategy. I can see exactly what they were trying to do. But in terms of the performance itself, gee, it was first thing that I we all noticed was, doesn't she look amazing? Um, some fans quite outraged that she was wearing black instead of red. Hey, Kylie, Padam Padam is red. Why aren't you wearing red? Well, she went for that real clever opposite. And she referenced the red in the lips and in the makeup a little bit. But universally, everyone agreed she looked amazing. Did she sound amazing? You betcha. Her voice was so on point. It was amazing. She was singing over a backing track. And one thing I noticed is that she probably oversang Padam Padam. You know how she's, a lot of non-fans don't know this, she's got an operatic 
ability about her, and she was going operatic on Padam Padam, whereas that is not the style of the song. And you'll notice, if you listen carefully, that we had the monotone, robotic, ethereal, and hypnotic Padam Padam studio version, with Kylie singing operatically over the top of it just a little bit. Did you notice the little shiver that she gave when she hits the word shiver? Cute, right? When it segued into Can't Get You Out of My Head, I know that there were lots of people in the general public who went, oh, yay, fantastic, so happy. But every super fan, I reckon, was like, oh, no, hang on. We've only just got past the first chorus. Please don't cut it short here. (laughs) And then this nobody, poor lady, I'm sure that she's... (laughs) going to be very successful this woman comes on i was so offended who are you and why are you singing can't get you out of my head differently who are you get off the stage and when kylie came back i just felt like kylie should have rushed back with two hands or possibly poked her in the belly with the microphone and said you know bugger off it's my stage my fans are here to see me but that didn't happen and we had to endure this woman going can't get you out of my head i'm sure she's a nice person but listen that's not why i was tuned into your streaming service whoever you were and i heard you didn't win it's possibly because you hijacked the stage of a superstar don't do it again now kylie seems to still be in the united states i believe because she did uh, a wine uh, sort of do you call a wine demonstration certainly not an opening a wine day, whatever it was, a wine open day. Can't say, what is it? What is it when you showcase wine? But either way, I listened to two amazing fans. You probably all know the, the podcast, This Is Disco. It's fantastic. And they had two gentlemen on there, one uh, like a, a married couple with a child, and they went to see Kylie in the United States. Oh, and you've got to listen to their little um, recount of meeting Kylie with their son over there. Fantastic. It was beautiful. And they just tell the story so well. So, yeah, Kylie must still be in the United States because she's still got unfinished business there. She's still there. Then I'm hoping she's coming back to, you know, do Padam Padam the way it was meant to be. But I just thought it was worth just considering for a moment what she's done with this wine side gig unbelievable so kylie minogue wines were actually developed in collaboration with this distributor which you may know especially if you are in the uk benchmark drinks and that was 2020 right and it was you've probably all heard kylie speak about why she wanted to go into the wine trade in fact let's have a listen the wine range came about literally in a moment i was enjoying wine specifically rosé and uh yeah i was having a, a a lovely chilled glass on a boiling hot nashville night dining al fresco and the light was coming through this this glass and i just i don't know the words came out of me i said i'd love to have my own rosé one day and that led to some investigating who it would be good to work with how do i really knew nothing about anything uh, except that the idea seemed like a good one so since then in 2020 she has 
now nine different varieties of wine and they're produced in France, Italy, Australia and Spain and they're sold everywhere including the United States now. But here's the kicker. According to The Guardian, Kylie Minogue's Prosecco Rosé generated in itself 7.7 million pounds in 2021 alone and it was described as the top-selling branded Prosecco Rosé. I'm stunned. The wine market is unbelievably cluttered and difficult to get any prominence in. To get your brand in there is really hard. My God. It's hard for me. It's always hard for me as a huge Kylie fan to work out if Kylie Minogue wine is, you know, a recognised brand. What about your family and friends? Do they know it? Do they talk to you about it? Do they drink it? Have they tried it? Are they interested in it? It's hard for me. I know it's out there because, of course, I'm going to know it's out there. But certainly, we should say a big cheers to Kylie Minogue Wines. I think it's only the beginning. And just finally, Kylie is still in the United States because on June 17, she will be the headline act of the KT euphoria uh festival it's basically like a a mini festival it's in new york but taylor dane will also be performing a lot of you are fans of taylor dane as well a fellow cancer survivor so it will be amazing for them to catch up with each other for a start and second of all i don't i didn't realize taylor dane was still getting out there and doing performances so i'm pretty excited by that too wonder how her voice is. I wonder how she's doing. be fantastic to um, tune into that. Does anyone know how we tune into that? Give me the details. I need to know. I'm really looking forward to seeing that performance. And I must admit, I'm then looking forward to her getting on a plane and coming back to her usual territories. I think it has been so clever for her to start uh, this campaign. The very first time in her career she's started the campaign for a new single or album in the United States. Really clever, which tells me they knew what they were sitting on with Padam Padam. All right, it's been great spending some time with you. If you're listening to us on YouTube, which many of you do, why not consider, you know, cutting out the ads and all the rubbish? You know how YouTube doesn't let you just minimize it and keep listening? I think they're so clever because you're going to buy their red. Has anyone ever bought a subscription to YouTube? I don't think so. But anyway, I do love YouTube, but it has its limitations. If you want to hear us on uh, in your car while you're driving around, ad-free, all of that sort of stuff, look us up on any podcast platform, Time to Talk Australia. You will find us there, and there are a bunch of shows that you can choose from. We've reviewed all the albums. I'm really, really looking forward to reviewing Tension. So if you're a Kylie super fan and would like to join a conversation about the Tension album when it drops and you've got a computer with a microphone, that's all you need, you can join us for a conversation about Tension. Just reach out to us. You can look us up on social media, on the golden age of pop culture. That's our page. And there is a page, Time to Talk Australia, as well. And you can get messages to us through there, I believe. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you. Let's leave the final word to our Kylie. You're listening to Time to Talk. And, I mean, God forbid when I have P&T, you wouldn't want to come near me. I'm horrible.